yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. Welcome to the Breaking Atoms podcast, where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is my name, and my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the Actual Factual. And this is a quick bonus episode. Today's guest is a hip hop legend and someone who can proudly wear the letters D and J on his chest. Tony Touch's resume speaks for itself. He's a DJ, producer, breakdancer, father, creator of the 50 MCs mixtape series the Peacemaker compilation albums, and he's an ambassador of the culture that we can be proud of with a voice that we can trust. He's in town in London for the Metrofest, more on that later, but we had a quick chat about some of his career highlights. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, dogs, cats, people with jobs, people without jobs, drug dealers, drug users, and drug abusers. This is Tony Touch on Breaking Atoms. Check it out. The legendary Tony Touch, Breaking Atoms. How are you doing, sir? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. What's going on? I am good. I'm good. Just, just, just like I said off the mic, um, I've been a big fan of yours. I was actually outside when you dropped the Peacemaker. I went to the store and I bought wow. it because you had Gangstar on there. So um, re- really honoured to have you on the show. There's Gangstar plaque right behind me. I don't know if you can see that. I can see it. Yeah, I can see it. Moment of, moment of truth stays in the living room. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, let's, let's just keep this quick and easy. I know you're busy. Um, you are in town for the Metro Fest. Tell me about the last time you were in London before now and if you've got any special memories of being in London. Oh, man, so many great ones. Um, it started off with the first time I ever went to London was with Guru. God bless his soul. I was uh, on tour with him in 19, summer of 1996. I uh, DJed uh, for Guru and the Guru's Jazzmatazz, uh, the second tour. We were with Donald Byrd and, and Dia Davenport, and we were all on the road. My first time ever uh, across the pond. And it was a great memory. We opened up for Isaac Hayes at the Royal Albert Hall. Wow. I've performed there too. Oh, it's an amazing venue, man. So um, that was my first trip to London. I mean, it was breathtaking. Like, I went from zero to 100. I mean, I'm, you know, I had never been overseas. So uh, that was special. Um, and then uh, I was just in London recently. I had DJed at some venue in West End. Um, but uh, I was out there more for uh, filming and we were filming a documentary about the mixtape culture. So we wanted to talk to some people, uh, from over there in, in London, you know, about, about that, you know, and so I was out there filming, I wasn't DJing, but, um, man, I'm so looking forward to Metro Fest because I got a lot of goodies in store for everybody. Okay. So, you know, like Metro Fest, this is obviously like a festival, um, I know you've DJed parties and you've DJed clubs. In terms of your preparation for a festival, like, is there a particular process you have? Is it much different from DJing a smaller club? Like, how do you go about it? This one would be, usually with clubs, I don't really um, plan too much. I kind of go with the vibe of the room and 
you know, um, it can always shift. You know, you don't know what you're going to walk into at a club sometimes, like what the crowd's going to be like. Festivals, we pretty much know if they're coming to see me, they're coming for those, you know, Tony Touch classics and especially those big room records, you know. So I got to make sure that um, I have a specific mindset and, uh, and prepare a little differently. I have a little bit more of those big room records ready to go um, and that. So there's a little bit more preparation, absolutely, for something of this magnitude. Okay, so without giving it away, um, you know, we have a we have a range of listeners. We've got the heads, we've got the casual listeners. Like, give us an example of what a big room record is, because I I think I have an idea, but it might differ from yours. So you know, I reckon like Rockwilder, Method Man, Red Man, you know, MOP, Annie Up. You're gonna get the big records, the records that move you know, thousands of people at once, guaranteed. I have no, we won't be doing too much experimenting that day, you know? It'll okay. hit you with the, with the bangers because people are coming out. They're happy to be out. They want to hear music that's familiar. You know, you can't put all that new music at them. You know, they just want to come and sing and be happy. We're happy to be outside, so. Yeah, but yeah those are the couple, you know. I know, I know it well. Like I know when um <laughs> when Anti Up comes, I'm a peaceful man, Tony. But when Anti yeah. Up comes on, I get a bit ignorant, so I can yeah. We, listen, <laughs> I start picking should. people up and throwing them, and you know, taking stuff. I, I follow the instructions of yeah. the song. So as um, you should, mate. <laughs> um, it's 21 years of the Peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, 21, 21 years. years. Man. Wow. Do you have any special memories? from those recording sessions? Is there anything you haven't shared or something that stands out to you? Oh, there's so many. Every song has a story. I mean, the Busta Rhymes um, session, you know, we recorded that right near where the World Trade Center used to be, you know, the original one. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of memories associated with that. Uh, the Eminem session almost didn't happen because he had a show the night before. And he, I think he did a stage dive where he fell off stage and cracked some ribs. He could, like, barely talk. He was in excruciating pain when he came to record that song with me. And, and God Bless Proof was there and um, Bizarre. But uh, he's like, oh, I'm going to do it, though. I got to do it. Like He could barely, you know, talk, let alone rap, man. But he came through for me. And I was just in awe. His work ethic's crazy. And was... And was that dude, you know? Yeah. Um, the Cypress Hill session. I got to L.A. Those guys all picked me up. They were all in the Jeep. They picked me up at the airport. Like, that was a special moment for me, you know? Like, you know, it was so many, man. So many highlights. Yeah, I hear you. So it's a, it's one of those albums I will never forget. I was um, finishing up college and we all walked to the record store because back then we didn't really have much money. So we'd all chip in and yeah. buy albums and share them. And, you know, Tony Touch, mm -hmm. The Peacemaker was one of those albums. And when I heard the title track, I'm like, nah, 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 this is crazy. When I heard The Club, I'm a, so OC is my favorite MC. Wow. And then the way he opened up that song and I'm just, the way you put it together is like, it's one of those albums that I hold in the same regard, like a soul survivor type project or you know clue the professional so it, it's definitely a dope album and i've always wondered the title track by gangstar mm. yeah was that a request from you to say hey i want you to do the title track 
or was yes. it just like, okay, it was you. Tell me about that. Yeah, yeah. Just because of the relationship I had. Like I said, Guru's the first one to take me overseas. And, I, you know, I, I went on tour with him a few times, you know, as, as you know, Jasmine Taz or just Guru stuff. So I had a special connection with Guru and Premier working. I, I recorded that Peacemaker album, most of it. In D&D Studios, right next to Gangstar. While they're next door, I'm in one room. Boot camp is in the other room. You know, so we were all family. And, um, you know, uh, Gangstar, hands down my favorite group. You know, just the chemistry of, of them. Even though it's some considering them a duo, but I think it's, you could just put them in a you know, group category. It's my favorite group, you know. Right up there with Wu-Tang and Cypress and all that, but, you know, for me, the Gangstar formula was unmatched, and um, it was important to me, and I had to have a theme song, I was thinking, like, you know, superhero, yo, I gotta have a theme song for my album, I need you to do the theme song, you know, <laughs> I had the title already, so I kind of gave him a little direction of what what was going on, and um, man, the rest is history, DJ Premier on the beat, Gave me the, you know, the head banger. And then Guru came through, man, with the appropriate lingo for my uh, superhero theme song. Agreed, agreed. And this was this was the time when it felt like Premiere was on every East Coast hip hop album. Like you just yeah. had to have one or two. Like I used to buy albums. If it said produced by DJ Premiere... Yeah, at least who you even are. if it's one song, right? Yeah, I'm buying it. I'm buying it. So no, that's a that's a that's a dope story. So you've had three volumes of the Peacemaker, and in terms of me as a hip hop head, you've you've probably featured most of my favorite MCs. You know, OC, Master Ace, Stack Selector, they're all there. Is there anyone who you haven't managed to get on a Peacemaker album that you would love to have on one before you even say, "Listen, the Peacemaker's done." Or the or fifty MCs album because I did the fifty MCs three of those. That's right. Yes. Before the Peacemaker, uh, Rakim hands down Rakim, uh, one of my favorite, um, uh, you know hands down and Slick Rick. Okay. But good news is I have a song with Slick Rick coming out very soon on my next hip hop compilation album. Congratulations. Which is going to blow everyone's mind away, man. Slick Rick, the ruler. We just performed with him Saturday at Central Park in New York. Uh, the originals uh, were at Central Park. That's me, Clark Kent, Rich Medina, Stretch Armstrong, um, D-Nice, of course, is in the crew. And uh, we had a show Saturday, and, and, and Slick Rick came out and smashed it. He's still so sharp. Like, oh man, he's the best. Bro. He so. he. Um, I I look I look at Slick Rick and I listen to him and I'm like, this guy beat Father Time. Absolutely. Like he's, he's like he stopped time. He's like so sharp from the from the dress sense to his lyrics. Man, love Slick Rick. Yeah, love you're Slick talking Rick. a 37 year run. Mm. Mm. You know, 84. You drop Lottie Dottie, right? Yeah, you got to respect that. So we're talking a um you know, 37 year run. So I, yeah, I was able to record a, 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 a real, I, we, we recorded something special. So look out for the slick Rick, Tony touch compilation coming soon. 
definitely we'll be doing that i want to i want to just dig a, a bit more into your past and i i remember when you dropped the reggae tony album so yeah. one of my my people one of, i call him extended family shout out to kuku he's from panama by way mm-hmm. of colombia so when he first came to the uk all he was playing was reggaeton like he this morning noon night that was the soundtrack yeah. to his immigration to the uk um where where is where is reggaeton culture and how has the sound evolved in 20, in 2021 because i've kind of lost track of it look i went to miami a few times yeah. i was in the club so i heard it like and i saw it firsthand but i've kind of lost touch how where is reggaeton now in 2021 and how has the sound evolved as someone you know who's part of latin culture and hip hop culture at the same time um i mean it's still global phenomenon in many places you know You've got artists like Bad Bunny, you know, Jay Balvin. These guys uh, continue to raise the bar and, you know, do great, great things. And sonically, it's just accepted in so many places all over the world, in Europe and Asia and, of course, South America. So it's a global sound and, um, you know, it continues to thrive. The culture continues to thrive. Um it has its cult following. So although maybe hip hop heads may have dibbed and dabbed with it and stuff like that, like there's a cult following for it. So the, the reggaeton movement ain't going nowhere, you know? And mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be working on a Latin album soon as well. After I drop this, um, I have a hip hop compilation coming out, which is actually a soundtrack to a documentary, just to give you a little bit more info. But after that, I plan on I'm putting out more Latin-driven music, you know, sonically. It'll be, of course, reggaeton, little Latin hip-hop, you know. I come from all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, and there's an interesting documentary coming out about about the culture as well, which I'm a part of, you know, I'm helping score uh, that film as well, you know. But it continues to do great, man. There's a lot of guys doing great things with it. I, you mentioned Bad Bunny. I don't know if you're into wrestling. Did you see him at WrestleMania? Uh, I heard he was there. I kind of caught snippets. I didn't really get to see it actually live. No. He killed it. Like, yeah. You know, they do celebrity wrestlers. Like, you know, they'll get, you know, people who are like yeah, uh, rappers and actors to come in. He was the best one they've ever had. Dude was doing like backflip power drivers. It was mad. It was mad. And me as a lifelong wrestling fan, I had to salute him. I'm like, he... Oh, can- I got to go. I got to I got to go back to it now. I mean, I seen it and I seen little snippets, but... Yeah, trust I me, get trust to me, that. Tony. I'm a, yeah. I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. I've been watching it since the days of Dusty Rhodes and them. And I'm said, I'm telling you, he delivered. I couldn't believe it. I'm wow. like, yo, he's like he's been wrestling for ages. That's crazy. I'm an OG wrestling head too, like Jimmy Snooker and all those guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I gotta check that out then, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll send a, I'll send the link. I'll send the link through. So my last question is this: and We're gonna wrap up. I'm an alien. I've come from space. Um, my alien homies have told me that there's a dude called Tony Touch and he's serious on the turntables. I come to you and I say to you, listen, Tony, what's your favorite mixtape you've done and why? What would you answer? The favorite mixtape I've done? The 50 MCs, the first one, 1996. Why? Uh, I thought it was an amazing feat to have 50 live rappers. Although Duop went first and did something similar, where he had maybe 15. He did like this long 20-minute intro on a tape. 
So that kind of gave me the idea. I was like, I'm just going to do the whole tape with all features. And that's what that was. It put me on the map globally. You know, I had uh, my favorite rap, Boot Camp was there, KRS-One. Couldn't put that out without KRS. And I said to myself, I won't put this mixtape out if I don't get KRS-One on this mixtape. So that happened, you know. So that's my favorite one, 50 MCs, 1996. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Um, we're going we're gonna to wrap up there. Tony, just want to say thank you, yeah. man, for the years of memories. You are, you are an you. absolute legend, really important part in, in my hip-hop story. And, you know, our podcast is a platform for people like yourself. So looking forward to seeing you at the Metro Fest. And um, when Anti Up or Cold as Ice comes on, oh. if you see human beings flying... It's me. Oh yeah, that's my work. I'll put some binoculars with me. I gotta see that up close. <laughs> that's that's my <laughs> handiwork. Now I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Love, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Shout out to Tony Touch for coming through on the show. And as I mentioned before, he's in town for the Metro Fest, which is London's first ever festival dedicated to R&B and hip hop culture. It's set to go down at Trent Park on Sunday, 8th of August, 2021, from the hours of 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. I just had a, a flashback of my days on pirate radio. Anyway, on the main stage will be Fat Joe and he'll be making his UK festival debut after 30 years in the game. That's actually mad. Also at the Metro Fest, we'll have Blackstreet, Maya, Eve, John B, Horace Brown and more. So if you weren't outside back then, be outside this weekend for Metro Fest. The tickets are rare and they're rare like timekeeping in a black church. But go to www.themetrofest.com and try a thing and get you some tickets. As usual, we are on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Break the Atoms. You can find Summit. He's not here today, obviously, but he's on the socials when he wants to be. You can find him at Hip Hop Chronicle on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find me, Chris, aka The Actual Factual, at I Am Kinetic with a K at the end on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. Until next time, peace. <laughs>